Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong, and with me, as always, is my co-host from Full Press Coverage, Ref the District, and of course, right here on Football Garbage Time, it's Trevor Stoltz. Hey, Trev. How are you doing? How are you doing, man? It's, a, it's been a little bit. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We have we have the two weeks there. Uh, for you to, to get all that all the work out of the way, because I know that Sky Bar is going nuts, which is congratulations to you, Trev. It's fantastic news. And of course, March Madness. You gotta be watching some March Madness, right? Oh, of course. Of oh, course. It's, I didn't do what a crazy. <laughs> My bracket is so busted. It is like <laughs> unbelievable. But let me um let me ask you this because it is actually a I mean and this is just kind of out of the blue here because I just gotta know you know it's a little bit surprising who we have left right in the Sweet 16. So let me ask you this question: Who do you think is gonna be in the Final Four? Ooh, I don't think we have left. I think UCLA yep. has a great chance. Mm-hmm. I like Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Other than that, it's wide open. Gonzaga's always there, too. Yeah. Um, I love that. Some team that's not supposed to be there is going to be there. Because oh, no doubt. Now. That's how I feel. So. Maybe like I an mean, Arkansas, was, maybe like yep. a Florida Atlantic, like, <laughs> maybe San Diego State. Who knows? <laughs> I, don't know. I would love to see that. I mean, I love it when somebody, like, bat, you know, crashes the party, you know, when you have like, when you have that that team, like like that year, um, this was like forever ago now, but like when Butler made it to the championship game and you're like, what the yeah. heck? <laughs> How in the world yeah. that happened? That's I, I love that. That's Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I love that. I just love it. I mean, I, I have to say though, I'm still on board with the one seeds here. I still think Houston has a good shot um, and so does Alabama. As much as I hate Alabama. <laughs> right. <laughs> Still have a pretty good shot. Um, I love Gonzaga though, man. I love I love that you named. I think they're always that kind of team on the outside that's just like a premium name that doesn't get that kind of respect all the time. I think they're gonna surprise us, uh, and I'd love to see them shake up some brackets out there. Cause my bracket's busted, man. I can't win, so I want no one to win. <laughs> Everyone's going down. <laughs> all right, let's shift from basketball and talk about some football because we're gonna talk about our top free agent signings. Uh, and trades, and of course, we're going to talk about which teams we are most excited about watching in the upcoming NFL draft. So let's get this started. So, man, it has been an absolute bonkers free agency period. I mean, there's been so many moves um, across offense and defense and big names all over the league. Um, I got a bunch of them that I have on my list. I know you got some as well. Let me start with you first. We're going to go through our top five, but honestly, we're going to be fluid here. We might just go more than five because mm-hmm. there's so many to talk about here. But well, let's give us some of your top five here. Why don't you start start us off, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. Well, first and foremost, I am, I'm going to start with Commander's pick, of course, because that's mm-hmm. the most important of all. I'm right. going with Andrew Wiley, the offensive tackle or the lineman from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I yeah. love that move. We needed to address address offensive line. A lot of us thought we were going to do it via draft or who knows when, but we we went out and made a big, huge signing at the beginning of free agency from a Super Bowl champion and a pair with uh, Eric Bieniemy. So that was really nice. 
And yep. then, of course, I, I we, got love Nick, that. we got Nick Gates, another offensive lineman from uh, the New York Giants. It's also it's always great to steal somebody with a new division. <laughs> uh, he provides yeah. a lot of depth to as well, which is what we really, really, really needed and needed to address. So I'm kind of excited about that. But then uh, just to piggyback off of one that's another league and then we'll go to you, probably uh, Javon Hargraves of the 49ers. Oh, yes. And, and we're going to talk I'm a little glad, more about that. I'm glad he's off out of the Eagles and out of the division, but we still got to see him this year because we play the Niners again. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> but man, that they that's talking about the rich getting richer, strong. though, man. The four, yeah, exactly. Hargraves going to the 49ers, Ooh. that is just, um, you know, it's ungodly because of the fact that the 49ers already the number one defense in the NFL, taking the best player from the number two defense in the NFL just doesn't seem mm-hmm. fair. You know what yeah. I mean? I, it doesn't seem fair. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But let me let me touch first on um, the two picks for the commanders there. Andrew Wiley signed to a three-year, $24 million contract there. And, um, of course, Nick Gates signed to a three-year, $16.5 million contract. Both pretty good signings at reasonable value. Definitely a great move there to kind of shore up that offensive line for who is the question? Who is going to be that guy? Who is it? Is it Sam Howell? I have I tweeted this earlier. I have this really, really, really weird feeling that we're going to somehow put a bid in for Mar Jackson. He's going to come play insane. for us. That'd be I mean, crazy. People, they've already come out saying we're not doing that. They doubled down on it. But I don't know. It just seems kind of fishy that a lot of the national media is now, including us in this bid for Lamar Jackson, and we said we weren't going to do it. Right. I don't know, but Sam Howell as of right now is the guy. And we signed Jacoby Brissett, who I guess has a chance to be yeah. a starter. Solid. Um, solid. That's that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that Jacoby Brissett is a long-term solution. Mm. But he certainly is a, a guy who can reasonably give you a, a, the, the potential to make a playoff appearance. Maybe not a deep run, but a playoff appearance. And um, mm-hmm. give Sam Howell some time, if that's necessary, to kind of get into the Eric the enemy offense. I mean, right. I think that's probably going to be helpful here. I mean, you don't want to we, – we saw that he has flashes of, of potential, and he's dealing with a new offense now. So I guess the question is how, is, how are they going to ease him in? Or are they going to ease him in? You know, because exactly. clearly he has potential to be the guy. It's just mm-hmm. a question of whether you're going to ruin him or not by being too soon. You know, pull a Jets on him, you know, just kind of completely ruin him. Um, and so far they haven't. And so far they haven't, but a new regime there. So obviously it'll be very interesting to see. And, but that great signings there with Wiley and Gates to kind of shore that up. Let's talk a little bit about Javon Hargrave though. Cause he was on my list obviously as well. Um, the, he, according to ESPN, he was the number two free agent uh, in the free agent class this season. Uh, he reached a four year, $84 million deal that includes $40 million guaranteed. And I know we've done this before. It's old hat, but like, dude, I can't even imagine what that feels like. $40 million guaranteed. Oh, oh my no. God! If somebody told me I had forty thousand dollars guaranteed, I'd be excited. Forty million dollars sounds like out of insane. <laughs> what would you What would you do with that? I, I don't know. What, I mean, I know last time I asked you this question, you're like talking about buying things for your mom and stuff, and you made me feel bad because I want to buy a Lamborghini Diablo. But that being said, I mean, like, put your put all your put all your friends and family aside. What would you buy yourself for forty million dollars, dude? I would buy myself a private <laughs> island. <laughs> and private transportation to and from there. Nice. Um, I uh, love it. Of, yeah, like something exotic and crazy just out of this world. Might and buy I'm a plane. Gonna, you know, who knows? Like, <laughs> right. Don't forget to buy a podcast room uh, where we can uh, record this as I visit oh, you yeah. on your private island. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, right? I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's just part of the deal. Like, of course. 
<laughs> well, this is crazy, though, because talking about the 49ers getting Hargrave, they, they now compare him with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead. Um, obviously, the secondary still needs a little bit of work, but they were, as I said, the number one defense in the league last year. They took the number one guy on the number two defense in the league last year. I mean, mm-hmm. Hargrave is a beast. I, I don't know how anybody runs or keeps the quarterback upright um, when playing the 49ers at this point. It just seems like such a tall task. I mean, um, can you think of a better place for Hargrave to land other than there? And I, and I love the fact that when I looked it up, I mean, Hargrave was obviously very disruptive when he played the 49ers. So he gets to flip right on over. <laughs> I, mean, I can only imagine what that must be like. But um, what do you think? This is the best signing of the of the free agency period, Javon Hargrave? Or do you think there's others out there that you think are better fits, better value? I mean, I think there might be, might not be the best, but the, it's a really, really good one. Cause I think there are some that are like better fit because they actually fit what the team needs. But they I, didn't need to go get Javon Hargrave. Like, they didn't no, need they that. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine. Right, like Bosa, man. Rich get richer, like you said. So, yeah, yeah it's best. just not fair. They're just piling on yeah. at this point, right? They're just kind of piling mm-hmm. on. Um, okay, well, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Obviously, the 49ers are going to be quite the, uh, quite the force on defense. We'll have to see how the offense actually turns out. Um, which is you know surprising they haven't made a lot of big moves there on that side of the ball. Well, let me let me turn now to some of the guys I was thinking of here because I, I want to give you some of these and let 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 you kind of give me some feedback and what you think. I think that the Bengals going out and getting Orlando Brown yeah. uh, offensive tackle, huge move, massive investment now on Joe Burrow's pass protection. I think we talked during the regular season and during the playoffs that Joe Burrow improved his numbers in terms of getting sacked this season because he was the fastest in terms of snap to pass. Like he would actually hold, he would hit, he had the shortest amount of time holding onto the ball between snap to pass. And he had to, right? I mean, the problem is that he was running for his life. If he wasn't doing that, he was getting pancaked the year before. So he managed to reduce the number of hits and sacks he took, but we saw what happens when that gets disrupted, when he doesn't have an open lane somewhere, he can't do that. And he can get hit. So this, signing of Orlando Brown, although $31 million signing bonus on top of four years of $64 million. He is now the highest paid ever offensive lineman in the history of football. I mean, what do you think? Is this worth it for the Bengals? I mean, I think so. He's been, he was at the Ravens. He did really well. Couldn't get the money situation great. So he left. He was in Kansas City. He got a Super Bowl. He did really well. Just couldn't figure out the money, so he went to a place where he could figure out the money and where it was needed. So I think it's a great signing for Lando Brown. Definitely helped Joe yep. Burrow out even more than, than was helped last year. So yeah, great, great signing. Yeah, I mean, and the Bengals obviously massive problems last year. They uh, pass protection unit that ranked thirtieth in pass block win rate last season, and 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 of course the kind of interesting number here is that thirty-one million dollar signing bonus and guaranteed money that's in that $64 million over the four years, that total guaranteed money is more than the combined guaranteed money given to their offensive linemen who are in 2022. Ted Karras, Alex mm-hmm. Kappa, and Lael Collins, you add them all up, and it doesn't even come close to what they're giving Orlando oh. Brown. So he has big shoes to fill, man. He's going to have to fill out the yeah. entire line of the money yeah. he's getting. So, uh, <laughs> but I think he can do it. I think he can do I mean, it. I think that's, gonna, that's a good one. Um, and, and here's another one that I want to, uh, want to throw your way. Cause it's interesting to me and obviously leaving your division. So interesting also there, but Dalton Schultz of 
the Cowboys mm-hmm. moves across town to mm-hmm. sign the Texans on a mm-hmm. one-year prove-it $9 million contract, much below what people had projected he'd be worth on the open market. And, of course, we know the Texans also traded away Brandon Cooks, not to surprise, but to the Dallas Cowboys of all right. people. But we knew that Cooks was complaining and wanted to get released by the Texans. So, you know, they pick up Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, I, I think this is a good signing for them. I mean, not only is he a reliable pass catcher, which is something that Houston needs, but uh, particularly because they're going to have to rely on a quarterback, presumably, in this next season. But they also have a tight end that can really, really block. I mean, he, he is definitely – he's one of the top three tight ends in terms of run-blocking grades um, next to George Kittle and Mark Andrews, and we've heard of those guys before. So uh, what do you think here? Dalton Schultz to the Houston Texans on a one-year $9 million uh, contract. I like it. At the time, I think I thought the Cowboys would be in a hurry to get him back because when he was healthy, he was very productive for them. But um, I like it for the Texans. I like all the moves the Texans have done, actually, because D'Amico's gone down there and said, hey – we're going to win some games. We're going to win now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like it. It gives Davis Mills a weapon that he didn't have. He had an OJ Howard, but he didn't really work out there. So Dalton comes yeah. in. He's still young. He's like 26, 27. So he's still got yeah. room to grow. I like it. I'm I, a fan of it. Yeah, I agree. And, and they got him on the cheap. I mean, the problem, of course, is that if he does work out, they're going to owe him a lot more money next year. So that, that's, right. I mean, I think that's why Dalton Schultz took this deal. One year, $9 million. I know it sounds like uh, a lot of money to you and me. <laughs> yes. That's peanuts for a top-end tight end in the NFL. You know, I think they were, they were projecting him to get upwards of 14.5 to $15 million per year uh, on, a more, on a longer contract. So um, $9 million one year. Quite a deal for the Texans. Um, not much risk. And great place for Schultz to demonstrate that he can be a guy who can be reliable on the line and as a pass catcher and a team that could use upgrades everywhere. So I think that's really good. Now I, I have, I would be remiss if I don't mention my bears at least oh, once. Yeah. And I'm going to mm-hmm. have to mention Tremaine Edmonds because yep. they gave Tremaine Edmonds a huge four year, $72 million deal. That includes $50 million guaranteed. I mean, Edmonds um, obviously one of the uh, top defensive players available uh, linebacker. He's only 24 years old. Um, he has five years of NFL experience already because he started the moment Buffalo drafted him. Can you believe that? That he actually started when he was 19? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, right? I mean, I, I feel like Tremaine Edmonds has been around forever and he's 24. What the heck? I mean, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but let me, t- let me ask you that question. What, you know, am I crazy? Um, or am I right to be excited about the Bears signing Tremaine Edmonds away from the Buffalo Bills? Uh, you should be super excited because you haven't had a decent linebacker since Khalil Mack. Now you had <laughs> you had Morrow who just got who just left you guys and went to the Eagles, I believe. He was your leading tackler, right. I believe. But then right. Roquan Smith. But yeah, that, that's a great signing, bro. That's that's huge. And you also got T.J. Edwards from the Eagles to, to, to pair with them. So like you have. Yeah. You were, you got rid of Khalil Mack and Rokon Smith, Smith, and then you just replaced them with these two guys. So I think it's huge, huge. Thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I sucks. we play you guys this year too, so great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be fun because you got your improved offensive line. We got our improved defensive <laughs> defensive players. I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be a good game because yeah. um, what's what we want, right? We want it, we want it to be competitive. That's I think that will be, both of our teams will be competitive this upcoming year. Hey, I, I'm. 
I'm psyched about Tremaine Edmonds. I have to say, though, you, I'm glad you mentioned him because I am actually in some ways more excited about TJ Edwards. Not only is he kind of a local guy. I mean, he went to Wisconsin, um, pretty close to Chicago, and he kind of wanted to – he was been a Bears fan, so that's always nice to have a Bears fan come back and play for the Bears. Uh, right. And, you know, I just think that he is a guy who has achieved so much. He was an undrafted, you know, free agent that was signed by the Eagles and has become like an every-down guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got him, you know, uh, obviously we didn't pay as much as we paid for Tremaine Edmonds. But, you know, in, in the greatest scheme of things, I thought that it ended up being a relatively fair deal for a really good player. Three years, $19.5 million. I mean, uh, again, um, sounds like a ton of money to us. <laughs> but right. you know, three years for 19.5, not bad. Tremaine Edmonds, yeah, four years for 72. So uh, I think the two of them together can uh, make some hay there on defense and get us back on track. Obviously, Tremaine Edmonds is a bigger name there. He uh, tacked on 102 tackles in 2022, his fifth straight season of at least 100 tackles. Uh, he had five career interceptions, 35 passes defended, two forced fumbles, 6.5 facts. I mean, it's sacks. I mean, he's been all over the place for an mm-hmm. off-ball linebacker in the NFL. All right, so let me throw another name your way. And, and this one's a little, much smaller move, I think, but one that could be much more significant in terms of how it impacts the team. Baker Mayfield finds a place to go, signs a one-year deal with the Buccaneers that could be up to $8.5 million of incentives. Um, what do you think about this, Baker Mayfield? Because obviously no Tom Brady, right? Um, right? I don't think anyone thinks Kyle Trask is ready. So what do you think? Huh. I mean – very, very surprised and shocking. Didn't think that they would uh, settle on Baker Mayfield. I thought that they would be a little, a little bit more aggressive in the quarterback needy. Uh, yeah, me too. But they really weren't said in, in the groups of names that were teams that were needed for quarterbacks, which is kind of weird. Because like, wait, Tom Brady's not there anymore. How come he's not? They're not being mentioned for Lamar Jackson or right. Or, Aaron Rodgers. All were mentioned in the quarterback needy teams, which is kind of weird. So yeah. Hey, Baker was like just sitting back relaxing, waiting for a phone call, and the Bucks called him. I mean, <laughs> he, he knows that he's not going to be able to beat Tom Brady. And I don't think that they want to be in Tom, another Tom Brady. I think they want to have their offense move into a whole different direction, especially as Byron Leftwich is not there anymore. So yeah. I like it. Good for Baker. I mean, it took him a while to get back to being a starting quarterback, but this seems like the, the easiest path to get there without having to compete with somebody like Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker to be a starter. <laughs> Which is funny I mean, because those aren't like, names that you should be that scared of. <laughs> but <right. laughs> Baker Mayfield was having some problems. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like it. I love it. I mean, he's walking into a really good situation for a quarterback. Um, they're not paying him starter money, $8.5 million, right. uh, most of which is tied into incentives. is basically a prove-it deal for him. So he gets a shot to revive his career. And, um, and, and it's based on the promise he showed with the Rams at the end of the season, which, I it, interestingly – I mean, I've never, I've loved Baker Mayfield because of his commercials. I never really, <laughs> I never really cared for him as a player that much. But I really was rooting for him when he was with the Rams. You know, I just kind of felt like, oh, I really kind of want him to do well. So I'm glad he was able to parlay that into something else. Because you know, just in December 6th of last year, he was, he didn't have a job. <laughs> you know, he was exactly. claimed off waivers by the Rams. So this is a big move for him. Somebody who, by the way, last year had only three wins out of. Uh, uh, 11 starts, so um, not or 10 starts, I should say. So not 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 great numbers, not great numbers. I'm just saying. But two of them were in the end of the season, so there you go. You know what do you what can you do? Uh, and and I I mean listen, Kyle Trask. Um, 
listen, Buccaneers fans, close your ears for a second. He's not the answer, okay? I'm no, sorry. No, I'm sorry. He's, he's just not going to be your guy. Um, yeah. He has not shown me anything that makes me believe he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and he can surprise me. I've been wrong about mm-hmm. people before. So uh, good luck to Baker Mayfield. Good luck to Kyle Trask. Good luck to the Buccaneers. I got another one for you, my friend. Okay. And this one I think is really obvious uh, in terms of why it was done. Big, big signing by the Broncos, offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey. And they also went out and got guard Ben Powers. But let's talk about Mike McGlinchey. I mean, he was probably the Broncos' top priority because Russell Wilson was playing most of the, the game on his back. Uh, yes. And he was terrible even when he was upright. So getting someone like Mike McGlinchey here, five years, $87.5 million. I mean, what do you think about this move by the Denver Broncos? Uh, it's smart. It sounds like they've got somebody in there who knows exactly what they're doing, a.k.a. Sean Payton. No offense to Daniel Hackett, but you just maybe bit off more than you could chew being a head right. coach. Right. Um, and, yeah, like you said, Russell Wilson, part of the reason of his downfall outside of doing high knees on the plane, um, <laughs> is <laughs> right. life behind the offensive line. So, yeah, that's great that they went out and shorted up the offensive line. So maybe now Russ can be worth the money they paid to get him because yeah. – they're tied, they're tied with that man for pretty much ever. So. Yep. He is either going to, he's either going to bring them to the promised land or be the worst anchor albatross yeah. ever. So, yeah. yeah. So if he struggles this year with Sean Payton and a better offensive line, it's definitely Russell Wilson. Definitely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see what yeah. happens here. But I think a great move by the Broncos doubling down on Russell Wilson uh, mm-hmm. and, and saying, hey, what, what can, you know, we got to make it work. So. How do we do it? We get Mike McGlinchey, and, I, and like I said, they also got guard Ben Powers, uh, I think another great one. He was the starting left and right guard for the Ravens, so a little bit of additional power there in the middle of the formation. Uh, they're doing everything they can to give yeah. Russ a shot, so we'll see what happens. One last guy I want to mention, okay. and then we'll go on to the team we're most excited about watching in the NFL draft, and that is the, the Cleveland Browns signing Dalvin Tomlinson, a defensive tackle, um, I, again, one of the top tier free agent defensive tackles uh, in the free agency class. He got it from four years, $57 million. Uh, I think that was a big need for the Browns. What do you think about the signing of Dalvin Tomlinson um, to the Cleveland Browns? I think it's a great signing because uh, ever since Javion Clowney and Miles Garrett, they really haven't addressed the defensive line that well. It's always a, a linebacker or, or defensive back. So, it's good right. to see that we got somebody to short part of the run game and the short yards passing game as well. So I like that. Very good move by Cleveland. Seems like they're being smarter with their money rather than just giving out $230 million to yeah. people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair so. point. Well, I mean, it's it's all relative, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean they're being smarter this season. So. Yeah. It's hard to be not – it's hard to be dumber. Uh, and, and that's no, no slight uh, on you Brown fans. I'm just saying. Right. It wasn't a high bar to hurdle to be smarter this offseason. So, I mean, it was, you know, and this is the thing. The Browns had one of the worst run defenses in the league. And um, Dalvin Tomlinson had a run-stop win rate of 33.2%, which, by the way, is better than any defensive tackle on Cleveland's roster last season. So, um, auto upgrade for them. I think it makes a lot of sense. Let's see what happens with those Browns. It, it's, again, a really good move for them. Any other free agents you want to talk about before we move on to the teams we want to watch in the NFL draft? Um, I don't think so. I'm just waiting to see where Ezekiel Elliott's going to land. 
a lot yeah, of other if things anywhere. Been, yeah, if anywhere. So I think we covered yeah. all the important ones that were. Yeah, people are smart. Not again, no slight on Zeke. You were good at the time that you started. Um, no one should sign him. <laughs> There's oh, not really I'll a reason. I'm talking about this. Because, I mean, my division, Stephon Gilmore traded to the Cowboys. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's yeah, huge. Kind of that's huge. There kind of helps makes me a little bit more max. Of course, we have to keep him twice this year now, but I mean that's a pretty smart move by Jerry Jones. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I like that one. Yeah, I do. I do. I like that. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and move on to the teams that we want to watch in the NFL draft and why. So I'll hit the boxing bell on that one. So tell us uh, what team or teams. I know the Washington Commanders are one of them. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what other teams are you looking at that you're most excited to watch in the NFL draft? I'm ready to see what these quarterback needy teams are going to do. The ones that missed yeah. out on the Jimmy G, the Derek Carrs, and the Aaron Rodgers of the of the league. I want to see if they're going to make any key trades to move up and get one of these quarterbacks that might not be worth them going so high to get, you know, like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, like I know they're big names, but are they really worth it outside of CJ Stroud and Bryce Young? So right. um, quarterback needy teams, I'm, I'm ready to see how they're going to get their quarterback and what they do to, to do it. So Yeah, I, I think that's uh, absolutely true. And I, I think that I'm most interested in, and in that vein, the Carolina Panthers, I mean, yeah. they must've had somebody that's pegged in order to um, give up all mm-hmm. that, goodies all those goodies including dj Moore, to the to the to the bears to get the first overall pick so mm-hmm. I, I they obviously have something in mind here i am absolutely fascinated by this i want to know what they're doing i really yeah. I, you know i, I really want to yeah. know what they're doing and what they had in mind and i would love to, i can't wait to break down who they decide to pick with that number one overall pick it's obviously yeah. one of the quarterbacks who they think are going to carry them to the promised land so that i am very excited about um, I will say this. There's a te- there's two teams in particular that I'm very excited about, and I won't name the Bears because I know everyone's going to be like, bias, 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 and I'll say, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, I'm biased. Um, the Detroit Lions. I- I'm really interested to see what the – because the Detroit Lions have done – I mean, first of all, they were probably a top five offense in the league at the end of the season. They are very exciting at the end of the season. They did some great stuff, and they had some problems on defense, but they went out and got C.J. Gardner-Johnson at safety – uh, they got Cameron Sutton at cornerback. They got Emmanuel Mosley at cornerback. Um, they got Isaiah Bugs at defensive tackle. Uh, Alex Anzalone at linebacker. I mean, they really went um, hard on mm-hmm. um, signing defensive players and fixing that hole because, quite frankly, if they have a mediocre defense, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with of the way their offense has been um, set up. And they have a ton of picks. I mean, they have two yes. first-round picks and two second-round picks. That first oh. first round pick, number six overall from the Rams from when they Ooh. traded Matt Stafford away. So oh. um, they got six and 18, uh, you know, there's a lot of, I got a lot of questions as to what they're going to do. Because you know what? Jared Goff, bad last year. No, he was so, not bad. You know, so what did you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to think like, you know, and he was very efficient last year as well. So the question is, I mean, do they go with a quarterback with that number six overall pick if somebody slides right. to them? Or do they trade back? I mean, are they? What do they do here? You know, do they just build on what they have? Because they have a very exciting, um, you know, offense that that's that you know came out of nowhere as far as I was concerned last year. So I'm very excited to see what the Detroit Lions are going to do. Any thoughts about the Detroit Lions? I mean, we played them and they beat us. They were very exciting. <laughs> I was too. 
Um, it's very interesting that they, you know, let Jamal Williams go. I thought that was a very interesting Yeah. Move. And then they turned um, around and got David Montgomery. I thought that was a really yeah, bizarre move, too. Like, uh, yeah. Like, Jamal Williams is a lot better, but that's interesting. But anyways, and they went and got CG, CGJ. Um, yep. Eagles, I like him. Dan Campbell has done something there that a lot of people thought he wasn't going to be able to do, and that's turn the, turn the franchise around. They were this close to making the playoffs last year, so I like what they're doing. This is going to be a good year for them, I think. Yep, I totally agree. The other team that I'm very excited about watching in the NFL draft is the Seattle Seahawks because they mm. were supposed to be rebuilding and they got to the playoffs and they re-signed Geno Smith for $100 million and he looked great. <laughs> Pro Bowl, first Pro Bowl um, uh, appearance for Geno Smith there. And then they went out and they fixed their problems on defense. They got Draymond Jones, uh, defensive end. They got Julian Love at safety there. Um, so, you know, they're starting to address all those things. They got Jaron Reed, the defensive tackle from Green Bay. So they really, you know, addressed a lot of the, the problems there. And they have the fifth overall pick because they traded away Russell Wilson last year. So, I mean, they got two first-round picks, the number five and number 20, and two second-round picks. I mean, they can do a lot of damage in the draft. So, um, geez, what do you do here? I, I think you build on what you got. I think they believe in Geno Smith. Uh, or do you think at the fifth number, fifth overall pick, they decided to go ahead and pick a quarterback of the future? What do you think? No, I think you go ahead and, and build around Geno. I mean, you, you showed that you believed in him by giving that huge payday. Um, you had a chance to go get somebody else in the quarterback race, and you didn't. You chose to stick with Geno, which tells you something. So yeah. I guess we'll get him another receiver to pair with DK, because DK is all he's got yeah. to throw to so either go, you know, if you reach and get a running back or go get you a reach and, and get one of these receivers, that's not too – not a receiver-heavy draft. It would be interesting. But, yeah, just build around, you know, don't get a quarterback because that's going to be like, well, now you're going to have Gina looking over his, over his shoulders regardless right. of the contract. Paid, and, so. yeah, yeah, and he just paid him a buttload of money. And they, they also right. locked up uh, Drew Locke again. So I, I think they got their backup in place. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we've made it to the end of the show. Let me hit the hair horn <laughs> on the show here. Um, all right, that's all the time we have. Uh, so, Trev, give us your social Hello. media so people can follow you. I'm on Twitter, at TrevHTTC, Instagram, Trev underscore stores, Ref the District podcast, Nathan Stoner, which I'm about to go hop on right now, right yes, here sir. on Football Club this time with Takun Wong and a little bit of stuff with Full Woo. First Commanders and George Carmi, where it all started, so. Absolutely. Go check it out. They can never get enough Trev. That's what I say. You can never get enough Trev. Go figure that out. Go follow him and go listen to all the podcasts. It is amazing stuff. All right, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time and on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page. As always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week.